You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome. The Green Bay Packers have made two more draft selections. We're less happy about these, I think, than uh, we were on day one. We're laughing right now because we decided the way we're going to start this off, we're going to compare the four Green Bay Packers draft picks that they've made so far to kitchen appliances because I told uh, I told Tex he needs to get an air fryer. <laughs> it's definitely worth it. He was very happy that he got his a uh, instant pot. I'm here with Evan Tex Western. I'm here with uh, Tyler hey. Brooke. Say what's up to the people, folks. In, the, the, oh man, the instant pot is the best appliance that you can possibly get. Like no doubt. Absolutely. You don't have the air fryer yet, though. I don't You'll see. yet. You'll see no. leftovers. Yeah. It will. It will revive like leftovers McDonald's fries. Oh, like this okay. thing brings stuff back from the dead. <sighs> Oh man, I'm excited. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make this happen. This I need is where both of these this, things. This is where we're at on Friday night, guys. This is, this is where we're at. Tech said, uh, Tech said that the instant pot was a very versatile thing. So I was like, so it's the Debo Samuel of kitchen appliances. Yeah. Uh, you can cook <laughs> anything. Started you, all you, of this. Rice, uh, sa- saute, you know, your, your, your meat, um, slow cooker, everything. And, you can do Dude, anything. In the, you can do anything in the instant pot. I'm doing a lot better than yesterday, guys. I'm I'm somehow awake at this hour. <laughs> I feel I feel great. So I don't know how you did it. You had a steak. You did not get a nap today. Like I had some I, bourbon. We were, yeah, we were hosting the Twitter Spaces. You didn't even take a little nappy poo. Good I did for you. It gave me life. It was nice. I enjoyed uh, interacting with everyone. So we got Quay Walker Kitchen Appliance. What are we giving Quay? um i'm gonna i'm gonna go with like food processor fast like it 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 chops it chops shit up get shit done is it it's massive is it a massive appliance <laughs> i don't know i don't have a food but, processor yeah food processor i don't have any big, of these kitchen but... appliances as we're talking through them no is it's, my it's, kitchen just barren it's high powered it's fast um and it gets the job done so i like it i, th- I think i have the houston texans of kitchens <laughs> I think so. Quay is the double sink, I think to me, with a little bar in the middle that like makes it easier to do dishes, right? We already have one sink, right? One of the sinks is Devonta Campbell. It's always nice to have another sink, though. No one's ever complaining about the second sink. Okay, I like that. That's a good one. I'm going with that one. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, Devonte Wyatt. This one could get tricky, so we got to do. Oh, I got it. Garbage disposable. Garbage disposal. <laughs> Good. Eats everything up. You know, anything you put in its way, it's going to eviscerate, but also do not put your hand in there. Meat tenderizer. <laughs> Don't do that on camera, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to pound anything that is in front of it. Just, yeah. He stays in football mode. He's going to yep. stay in football mode no matter what. Um, yep. Christian Watson, our, our first new selection. I, I said Christian Watson, North Dakota State, the Packers traded up with the Minnesota Vikings 
They gave up both of their second round picks to move up to 34th overall. Mm. Um, I compared him to, I am, I, I don't know what your guys' laundry situation is. Mine is like right in my kitchen, basically. Okay. It's a washer and dryer that is connected to Bluetooth, has the Wi-Fi. You can get ringtones on it, right? You need a washer and dryer, period, right? It's really expensive to find a washer and dryer that you don't have at home, right? So you want one at home. You got to get it done. But dang, you spent a whole lot of money on that washer and dryer. Maybe too much money. It was unnecessary to spend that amount of money on that washer and dryer. I, 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 there's no way that you can beat that text because I, I can't. <laughs> no, I can't no, it's perfect. I mean, that was the one that was right before recording, and I was almost on the verge of tears <laughs> as we were trying to start the recording. Sean Ryan, tackle UCLA. I, I know very little about him. I have not seen him on film. I was watching film live in our Twitter spaces that we were hosting uh, for APC, watching the San Diego State pass rusher who ended up getting drafted like four picks. Ahead of the Green Bay, you Packers. fell in love with the Cam Thomas. Oh man, the first the first play against Arizona, he gets a TFL, and I was like, oh yeah, I like him. And then I, I sent you guys the clip in the APC Slack, and there, there's a play he runs down the screen, and I was like, oh, I, I'm full on. Uh, I love this guy. They drafted every edge rusher in between 34 and uh, 92. I, I'm rooting for this guy to come to Green Bay because they desperately need another pass rusher behind Gary and Preston. He ends up going five picks ahead of the Packers, and I'm, I'm very hurt. We also, at the time, I guess we could talk about this later when we get into the picks more. Sean Ryan, as a uh, kitchen appliance, what do we got? Tyler, you're the one who's seen him. He's got to be, like, he's not something you get excited about, and it's, like, it's got to be, like, one of an extra something that's just, like, nice to have around. So I'm struggling to think of that. It's, like, extra plates. Like, it's <laughs> you're not going to get excited about extra plates, but, like, let's say you're having, like, uh, you know, some company over, you're going to need those extra plates. So it's, it's like glasses, but they like, they don't match with the other glasses. It's, it's, it's all those pint glasses that you get from bars. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Or you're like, yeah, I you... need these at a pitch. There's 15 people over. We don't have a full set. <laughs> yep. Okay. Let's talk about the Christian Watson selection. Uh. So generally I think what we were like, Six and a half out of 10 uh, yesterday. I think we liked uh, how the draft kind of fell relative to like where their picks were. There, there wasn't a wide receiver to take. We said that multiple times. Apparently there was a wide receiver to take because uh, six picks after the Packers turned in the pick for Wyatt, the Green Bay Packers apparently jumped up for uh, two second round picks to the Minnesota Vikings. <sighs> they lost that trade big time. I mean, they basically traded up to, I think Tex ran the numbers. It was like the 26th overall pick would have been the equivalent of yep. their trade-up. Yep. Um, yeah, they, so you, they they essentially lost the value of like the 93rd or 94th overall pick on that trade. So just give up a, a give up a late third. Pick. Yeah, 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 sure. Cool, fine. Oh, for, for Christian Watson, now there was a wide receiver run, like, right? So like the, the wide receivers after uh, Watson got taken, Wendell Robinson, John Mechie, which was a little bit of a surprise. Tyquan Thornton going that high. A lot of people had him in the fourth round. We were talking about him as a potential uh, round three selection, right, for the Green Bay Packers yesterday. George Pickens obviously went. uh, Alec Pierce, Sky Moore, Velas Jones got drafted by the Chicago Bears. And and then uh, Jalen Tolbert. So those were all the selections in between the Packers' two picks. Um, Most of those were done 
up up outside of uh, Vellis Jones and Jalen Tolbert, all those selections were made before the Packers were set to draft. So all of those guys would have come off the board by the time uh, they selected. They would have been there for, I believe, the Alec Pierce. Yeah, the Alec Pierce selection uh, would have been theirs. Um, could have, you know, in theory, had Alec Pierce and a pass rusher like Drake uh, uh, Drake Jackson available um, with the two picks that they ended up sending. I think looking back at it, I would have rather made those two selections in, instead of getting Christian Watson. But Christian Watson is now a uh, Green Bay Packer. We have a very fast, very large wide receiver. Whenever they add, they asked uh, Goot and I believe the director of uh, football operations was the other guy that they interviewed. They asked them both like, hey, what do you like about Christian Watson? You know what they said? Big fast, big fast. You're going to be here big fast a whole lot. So at the very least, we have our uh, MVS replacement. We have a speed guy to take the top off the defense that uh, will open stuff up for Lazard and Cobb underneath. I don't hate the-, the idea of a thick MVS. So I'm, I'm trying to, at this point, I'm trying to just talk a lot of money. It, a lot, right? a lot of a lot. Picks for thick MVS. It is so much. It is so much to give up. He seems like a really good kid though. Uh, I just watched yeah, a good morning football interview in between this. Uh, I was actually, I actually really liked the interview. Uh, NFL.com has an anonymous scout saying that he will absolutely work his tail off. And I know those are always like really cheesy lines, but I do want guys that are going to show up and work their butts off because he's going to need it. Aaron Rodgers is going to hate him if he does not. <laughs> Get ready to hear a lot that Tim Watson, his father was drafted to play safety for the Packers. Um, that's, going to be said a billion times over the course of his career it's interesting right so like this is their wide receiver there's really not that many other guys on the board left um when i when i was doing the consensus board stuff it was pretty evident that like once um i would say the turning point was probably taekwon thornton right like once taekwon was drafted like 50th it was like okay it's it's time to go um in terms of the consensus board for guys who kind of pass the Packers like athletic thresholds, Khalil Shakur is uh third, fourth round. So he's still available from Boise state. And then slow, slow three cone on Shakir though. Like, I yeah. don't know if, he, I don't know if he's going to be in the, in the running for green Bay, not to, not to jump in, but no. Um, and then after that, it's like Bo Melton, Kyle Phillips, uh, Eric, Zikanma, I believe that he's the kid from uh, Texas Tech, Jalen Naylor, Isaiah Weston, and then Samari Toure, who they brought in uh, for a visit. And th- those that's like everyone who's PFA range, right? So what about Dubs or Romeo Dubs? I, I don't think he ran enough drills to okay, actually yeah. qualify as RAS. That, that's the problem with that one. Um, I didn't watch Naylor, but that is a name that's interesting because he does love blocking, right? We talked about yeah, we- yeah, yeah. Yeah, I asked him about that, and he he really takes a lot of pride in his run blocking. Um, something obviously the Packers are very, you know, hi, highly prioritize, and that's something that Michigan State as a program uh, under Mel Tucker puts a real high priority on as well. So, yeah, that could be a, a seventh round guy if he's sticking around there. But yeah, I, I Dubs would be my guy if we're looking at somebody mm-hmm. in round four. Um, you've got the deep speed already with Watson, so maybe that's not necessarily exactly what you're looking for if you're going to get a second wide receiver in this draft. Um, but just in terms of the the total package, you know, him or maybe a guy again, like Toure, uh, if you're, if you wait until the seventh round, um, if he's still there, 
those are probably the guys that I would have my eye on tomorrow. And visits matter now, apparently, right? So we got Wyatt in, we got Christian Watson in. They they rarely draft guys this high that they bring in on visits. Kind of Jordan Love was like the one exception under Goot. And now they've taken two in the first, you know, 34 picks of the draft. Um, the other addition was Sean Ryan, obviously tackle. Um, they said that, you know, they like him at tackle. He's big enough that he could kick in a guard. Um, it was funny because they they brought up uh, Elton Jenkins. Like, what are you going to do with Elton Jenkins? Like, where does Elton <laughs> Jenkins play? And Goot was like, he can play wherever he wants. Like, he's, he's <laughs> that was that great. Good. And it, it kind of got a laugh out of the entire room. Um, don't know much about Ryan Tyler. You want to talk about him a little bit because you actually seen yeah. him? Yeah. I actually, the, when I went through my notes and like, I started like, you know, it started clicking again for me. I really liked the pick actually. I know people don't get excited about offensive linemen and that we were hoping it was going to be like a day three guy, like a Zach Tom or something. But um, first thing that stood out on tape was his anchor. Like he actually does a really good job against power rush, uh, which is really nice to see. Um, you know, run blocking is really impressive. That's where probably Zach Tom really struggled. He doesn't generate a lot of push and things like that. Uh, Ryan absolutely does. And he does a really good job of turning guys out of the uh, uh, rushing lane. So, you know, he's going to have to get through you if he wants to get to the running back. So that's something that's really important because he does have the frame where he can be kicked into guard. So he can play out on tackle. I actually think he, I, I would feel comfortable enough for a couple games uh, if they need him out there that he can, but I think his future is as an NFL guard. And I think with the run game and the anchor that he absolutely has the tools, or I think he could actually probably start or at least uh, give Newman a run for his money in the starting lineup. But he's the cool. thicker guy too, right? Like, I mean, yeah. he's three, he's three twenty. That's, that's a little thicker than the Packers have tended to to draft their, sure. their tackles in the past. I mean, you look back at Bakhtiari, he was barely 300, um, some of the, the other athletic guys, Spriggs was, was right around that 300 mark. So you look at a guy who's, who's sitting around 320, that tells me that they probably are looking at him as, as probably an interior guy moving forward. He's only cool tw- that. I mean, you're adding, you're adding bodies to compete with Newman at that point. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like if, if John Ryan, um, is going to be out there and, you know, Myers is going to be healthy, Bach is going to be healthy. You get uh Nyman out at right tackle early in the season you can have those two compete you know for the right guard spot and just kind of move forward and then once Elton gets healthy you figure out what you're going to do from there on yeah he's also only 21 and over the last two seasons only gave up one sack so those are some other nice things to know about him yeah he's he stepped in as a true freshman as UCLA starting left tackle right like he was he was a three-year starter at left tackle for UCLA um starting as a true freshman that that alone speaks volumes about uh, you know his, his abilities as a pass blocker in particular. Yeah, and one thing people keep bringing up is you know all these guys have crazy broad jumps, right? Rel- relative yep. to their sides, it's what's been picked up on Packers Twitter, and you know they're t- kind of talking about. Um, I really did think though. I mean, first of all, the trade up for Watson. We could talk about that a little bit. One it was probably a little too much again, right? Like we're, we're trading a wide receiver and an edge rusher essentially for that. Um, afterwards in the presser, Goot said that he kind of likes the wide, the uh, edge rusher room, how it is. And I, I'm actually pretty shocked about that. He brought up Randy Ramsey. I yeah. didn't realize Randy Ramsey was like edge three. I didn't realize we were at that <laughs> level with him coming off the injury, right? Like I did not expect that at all. I don't remember him. I know he tore his <laughs> He tore his ACL, right? Is that the right one? 
I don't know. I mean, he, he had some sort of season-ending injury last year. Yeah. He got hurt really early on. Yeah, I, I straight up do not remember him. I remember I uh, I up. was it Chauncey Rivers? No, is that it? No. Oh my gosh. I mean, they, Dude, they picked up Rivers midseason now. Yeah. They picked up Rivers midseason. Then he he went on IR in like week 12 or something. Yeah. But yeah, Ramsey, I want to say he went on injured reserve like right at the end of training camp or something. I don't think he even Yeah, he got hurt in late he got at all. Hurt in early August. Yeah. Yeah, he had, he had an ACL. Yeah, it, it was not good is what <laughs> Goot's official quote was at the time. <laughs> but he's, you know, 230 pounds again. Are we going to have him and Tifa? Because Ramsey was a guy who was bouncing around between inside backer and outside backer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, I don't get well, being Kua edge rusher. I feel like this is going to bite us in the ass by October again. And we're going to be looking for vets wanting out of uh, contracts. Well, it, it's weird, right? Because your starters are Rashawn Gary, who's 265, 270. Preston Smith, who's 265, 270. But then your backups are guys who are in the 230 range. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. It was like the the weird thing that they did in camp last year with all the defensive linemen. We talked about this throughout the summer last year. Yeah, where no like, 300s. Yeah, that, none of the guys are 300 pounds, and then all the 300-pounders make the team, and all the other backup linemen are 270 and, and don't end up making the team. It's like, well, what were we doing with those reps in camp? Like, those reps could have been really important for some guys. So, I don't know. It's a weird situation in terms of the compensation. They just traded up way too much yep. for what for for uh, Watson. In my opinion, like at that point, MVS right now has a cap hit of like five million dollars on that three year yep. deal. The Chiefs can cut him after this year. Like a lot of that money was like funny money. Like you could yep. have worked around that. Just get him under yep. contract for this year and move forward. At this point, like I have a I have a spin zone on the trade, and it's not okay. like a much. It's not much of a consolation, but. As you're well aware, if you're on Packers Twitter, there are actual uh, cap constraints considering like effective cap space with uh, draft picks. Mm-hmm. They did lose a draft pick that would have gotten a decent cap hit with it, the second it, round pick. Yeah, the the cap space. Everyone says you want those pick. contracts. Everyone says you want those contracts, though. Right? Yep, yeah, I don't know, but no. you're you're dealing. Yeah, I don't know. It's, no, the the effective cap space for a second round pick is something like a million bucks, maybe oh, it's that low? this year. It no, it's yeah, it relative to a, a league mid it's contract top, it's top not 51. remotely it's difference right wow. it's okay. not remotely worth enough to to worry about you know not having that extra pick and, and taking i'm that sorry man in the 50s i've been i just no you're good believe that effective cap space is just bad <laughs> so the the thing too is the, the effective cap space gets impacted so much by getting a long-term deal with jair done I don't understand why yeah. we're pretending like it's not a shit or get off the pot situation with Jair. Like he's either going to yep. get extended or they're going to have to trade him. It's not like he's going to play on that fifth year deal. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. So, or that fifth year option, not fifth year deal. My bad. Yep. As, as far as the second pick, since, you know, we all have those opinions about, you know, the, the first pick, the second pick, the real bummer was watching us see all those wide receivers go off the board, right? All the edge rushers get off the board. And then, we think we're getting close, and we're like, it's Team Jelani. Team Jelani in the third round. Yep. Jelani goes off uh, 73rd, and then Greg Dulcich goes 80. We really thought that they were going to go a tight end. I thought that they were going to go Rucker. Rucker um, made sense. It made so much sense at 92. And and they didn't. They went they went with a tackle, which, like, not a bad pick. Like, athletic kind of fits their stuff. Like, I'll watch the film. I'll probably have more of an opinion 
on that uh, tomorrow. I'll probably get something on the site because that's, I believe, the first guy they've drafted that we don't have a scouting report on at APC <laughs> just because that's they've amazing. gone after guys who have had like visits and stuff like that. Like we had Christian Watson report up immediately. We had, uh, you know, the, the white report up immediately. So I got to watch Ryan. But I really thought that they would have gone Rutgers there based off of everything I had heard about them in the tight end market, you know, both during the entire draft cycle and then like the, the whole Darren Waller thing, um, which obviously didn't manifest into anything. Darren Waller, by the way, was out on stage. What was it yesterday or today? I can't yesterday. It was yesterday, day one uh, with the Raiders, even though the Raiders didn't have a first round pick. He was out there with Carr. Um, Rutgers, I thought they skipped on because of medicals. You know, he obviously didn't work out this entire offseason, uh, didn't run at, you know, either the combine or the pro day. But then the Jets picked him at 101 when the Packers skipped on him at 92. So yep. he obviously must have passed a, a physical at some point. And again, the, the, the value that the Packers sacrificed in that trade up for Watson was a mid 90s pick. So essentially, they, uh, by moving up, they, missed out on the value of a pick that could have got them Ruckert in the third round. Now that hurts. Yeah. Yep. We had two, uh, with, do you guys want to talk about the Wisconsin guys? You guys have seen them a whole lot more than me. Uh, Leo sure. Chanel, Logan yeah. Russ went back to back at, at one Oh three and one Oh four to the Kansas city chiefs and Los Angeles Rams respectively. The Russ thing is the funniest one to me. Oh yeah. The, the Rams uh, had some scout that was so happy about this. You know, it's obviously their first pick of the draft because they, don't value draft picks more than veteran contracts at this point. He jumped into a pool. Like this guy is excited to have Logan Bruss. It, it, I thought Bruss was going to be around for like the fifth round or something like that. I didn't realize he was going to go this early. Yeah. The Rams love Wisconsin linemen. They've already got two guys starting on their offensive line for, for from Wisconsin, David Edwards, the right guard, Rob Havenstein, the right tackle. I don't know where Bruss is going to play. Maybe they'll, you know, try to slide him in at left guard or something. He's certainly not going to be the left tackle at, at the NFL no. level. Um, yeah, we, we had talked about it a little bit during the day today, and and we all kind of figured, all right, maybe round five was about what makes sense for him. Um, I, I do think he's certainly got the athletic ability to play tackle and and to play well at the NFL level. Um, he just doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't have the technique. And a part of that, I think, was because, Wisconsin was has been weird the last couple of years, right? Their their best offensive line coach has been coaching the inside linebackers for the last that's five so years. Yeah, that's what so. Arcon keeps talking about. Yeah, like, it's it's moving back. I can't Bob, wait. Yeah, Bob Bob Bostad was the offensive line coach back when they they generated a bunch of first and second round picks. Guys like Gabe Karimi and um, I can't remember the guard who went to Seattle. Uh, like like round one or round two. Oh, no, it, it, like 2011, 2012, some, something in that range. But Bostad, he, he left, I think we went to Tennessee for a little bit. Then he came back and coached the inside linebackers for the last like four or five years. And I, I even asked uh, Sanborn and Leo Chanel about that at the combine this year. Like how much does having a guy who coached the offensive line help you as an inside linebacker diagnose the protection schemes and, and help you with your blitzing capabilities? And and they both were, were like, yeah, we can understand the game and what the offense is doing because our coach has, has coached that position and, and teaches us to think like an offensive lineman and, and what they're doing to attack them that way. And so with, with Bostad moving back to the offensive line, um, 
first of all, I think that's going to help Wisconsin's offense tremendously moving forward. But I, I do think that Bruss could have been, you know, a, a, a second round pick maybe if he had been developed a little bit better under a better offensive line coach rather than, uh, you know, having to sit under Joe Rudolph the last couple of years. What are we like looking him. <laughs> yeah i could i could talk about wisconsin football all day you guys know this <laughs> my my school won two two games and i can't even t- oh one was western kentucky and one was idaho and then we lost every single other game you guys don't want to get me started on the Ducks. we're gonna lose so bad in the uh mercedes-benz stadium hey that quarterback season. that's not bo nix looks nice <laughs> The quarterback who's not Bo Nix is good. Yeah, he looked nice. Yes, I was, was looking at him throwing some darts. Yeah. I was impressed. Spring game talk, Oregon spring game talk on the uh, day two Packers podcast. Um, the Packers obviously have a ton of picks still, right? So fourth round they got two, fifth round they got one, seventh round they got three. Um, they haven't ever traded back, right? Other than that one trade with the New Orleans Saints where they ended up picking up that first round pick. Good's whole thing is like basically like trading up. He even talked about it in the presser today. He was like, you know how many times we've been sitting back and like we're one pick away and then our guy goes one pick ahead of us. And it's like, oh man. Yeah. Like he, this dude is very hurt. Like there's a reason that he ends up doing stuff like this. So I kind of, I don't, I don't blame him on that regard. Yeah. But that hurts. The one thing I will say, it's interesting the way he and Murphy both talked about this draft class where it's like the depth isn't even, they they talk about how it's a deep class, but they don't even say like the fourth, fifth, like round stuff like that. They're like, it's the late picks. Like Goot even said it today. It's like even the fourth and fifth round tomorrow, like it's like the normal amount of depth, but the sixth, seventh and undrafted free agents are like, where it's like, why are these guys still on the board? Like these guys wouldn't be on the board in a normal year. It's because they got, you know, the sixth or fifth year of uh, COVID eligibility because these kids played in 2020 and the AC or the NCAA gave them a free year. I wonder if they trade back from some of these and maybe take some more swings. Cause I know a lot of people are like, there's not 11 roster spots, you know, to, to make on this team and stuff, but like, yeah. dude, maybe there is like, look at the edge rusher depth. Like they can still add another defensive tackle. Like they're going to need to take another offensive lineman. They could take another wide receiver. We just talked about how we were bummed that they missed out on the tight end. Like the the DBs, there's not a lot of depth there, right? Outside of Shamar John Charles, like there's not another corner that needs to be on the roster unless that dude that they brought in from the Raiders is going to be there on just special teams. And then at safety, people wanted them to take like Petrie in like the end of the first round <laughs> and stuff. So like I feel like they could address every single position tomorrow with another body and no one would bat an eye outside of maybe quarterback and running back. I, I love you, like, very subtly taking a jab at Tyler with the Petri. Yeah. What was that about, man? <laughs> what was that about, man? I like that oh, guy. That was great. He oh, has to go play great. in Houston now. Oh, oh, shout, out, shout out Cole Thompson. I got my guy. Thrilled. I got I got Quay. I got my guy. I just started doing high head. <laughs> my bad. For the record, I didn't want Petri in Green Bay. He's just my favorite prospect to watch this year. Oh, I just I, As soon as they re-signed Rasul, I was like, yeah, this doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Uh, but he's in Houston, man. You got to free my man Petrie. There His are a couple already guys, going down though, the toilet. that we do like, that we've yeah. brought up multiple times, including in the spaces. Are, are we doing the spaces on day three? That seems like a long time. To yeah, oh, I might that's, pop a, that's, in and out. That's, that's a long day. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> um, but a couple guys that, that got brought up pretty often, and you guys know the names. Zach Tom, Wake Forest, 
as an offensive lineman. Again, just because they took Sean Ryan, I, I, I don't think that means that they're done with the offensive line position. There's no. still plenty of – I would love that, that they actually. Add. Uh, Cade Mays, another one. I, I did see uh, after this, you know, everyone has their, like, best available boards that they end up posting and stuff like that. Brandon Thorne, who works for uh, Bleacher Report, among other entities, he does a great job of, you know, diagnosing offensive line talent and stuff like that. Um, really cares about the position. Like, as far as, like, public – interest in like uh, college offensive line prospects. I, I don't think anyone does a better job than him. Yeah, he's probably he, the best. He had Tom and Kate Mays as like a top five available on the offensive line. Nice. I was like, hey, we, yeah. we did it. I feel seen. I feel seen. Uh-huh. Um, two other guys I think are interesting and we have officially passed uh, the window for the no safeties movement. I'm perfectly fine with them taking the safety now. Tyson Anderson <laughs> out of Toledo. Yes, Toledo. Yeah. Freak athlete. He can play in the slot. If you're going to use it safety as your dime back, which like they might still want to do, that's when you, hey, okay, now we can spend a pick on a guy who could play like dime, right? Okay. And he could contribute on special teams. The other guy is Dane Belton, played a ton of special teams. He actually came from, I believe he was at Northern Iowa and did really well at the FCS level, was like an All American in that same conference that, you know, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, all those teams play in. Um, transferred up to Iowa they essentially in his one year there specifically used him as like a special teams gunner and vice and then as a slot corner um, but he's, he's probably going to be a safety so he's a guy to keep an eye on too so those hmm. those are like my four guys left on the board that I'm like if Green Bay takes one of these I'm, I'm knocking their uh, post-draft grade up a whole letter probably <laughs> so I'd take right. go, Thomas go Brooker it. Would you take yes. line depth? Yeah, yes. Thomas Booker. Oh, my guy. I love Thomas to think, Booker. I'm trying to think of other guys. Like, obviously, we talked about Romeo Dubs. Um, Kevin Austin, I know the the yeah. red flag is just – he fought a teammate in the locker is what is, like, kind of floating around. But oh, that's a good Notre Dame wide receiver. Yes. Yeah, Notre Dame wide receiver. Just another big, fast guy. So, I feel like they could easily convince themselves on them. I feel like he separates okay, too um i'm trying to think of other names just off the top of my head i don't like any of the other remaining tight ends all the ones i watched i've not liked if they get charlie Culver, oh, Fer- i'm gonna throw oh sorry you can yes, talk to i apologize ferguson. you can talk me to ferguson i also, apologize i think at this point too auden auden is just gonna be a why yeah, you can talk right. me into auden at this point i, I, I know he hasn't worked him. out but those are the two guys that i'm like look they're probably worth a draft pick i know People talk about Chiggy. I haven't seen Chiggy. He's like 220 pounds out of Maryland. Very athletic. A lot of people are like, look, he's going to be John New Smith. But then they look at John New Smith's stats and they're like, this guy catches 300 yards every year. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I think about Chiggy. I, th- I, I feel better getting like an actual why that like you can like play on base downs more than one of these pass catchers that you're hoping develops, especially with the depth that they have. I mean, if a tight end makes this roster, it's probably because Daphne's getting released, right? So, like, the yeah. tight end oh, has to be yeah. better than, like, Daphne. So, yep. Yeah, I think the the one edge guy that I still have as a target is Dominique Robinson from Miami. Mm-hmm. I think as, as a developmental guy, he's super, super raw as, as a pass rusher, right? He, he converted from wide receiver as a sophomore in college. Um, and he's really only had like 10 or 15 games under his belt as a defensive player. But the physical tools are there. He's flashed a little bit. Um, he played a lot out of a two-point stance where he probably would be playing in Green Bay as, as, a, as a three, four edge rusher. So I think, I, I think you could 
you could justify a round four pick on a guy like that with uh, with the physical tools that he's got, kind of give him a, a, a year to, to work into the rotation a little bit. Uh, Ferguson again in round four, Cade Mays is around five. And then I, I always, I keep coming back to Kyron Johnson, the uh, linebacker from Kansas is like a seventh round special teams guy, just ridiculous athlete, kind of in that Ty Summers mold. Um, I know Summers is still on the roster for, for another year. He's, he's still under contract, but if but... they can replace him and get three more years and say, yeah. like, Hey, look, we're, we're going to have this guy through what yep. now? 2025, 2026. Like exactly. If, if you do it, yeah. Replace like for like there. And um, you know, put plug that guy in on special teams. And, and if he can be a, a long-term, you know, three, four year special teams, you know, stalwart. Um, I, I think there, I, I, I'll be interested to see, we, we talked about it on the space a little bit today, but um, how Bisaccia approaches personnel groupings yep. on special teams, are they going to use more starters um, or how are they going to use, you know, draft picks on, on special teams? I think that's going to be really interesting to follow, but Kyron Johnson's a guy I would keep an eye on late tomorrow. Uh- Punt God? <laughs> punt God? No. no we, have our, we have our punter, unfortunately. But, but, yeah. I, want, I, want punt, I want Punt God. I, I, I'd love Punt God, too. Bisaccia, Bisaccia if they just Pat O'Donnell. If they just know. set the Pat O'Donnell money on fire to take Punt God, I'd be like, you know what? It's still a pretty good pick. I'm Do thinking it. of some of these other guys that I like. Um, obviously, like some, some of the defensive – like. I think like linebacker for as thin as like edge and interior defensive line is for like what the Packers tend to like, like linebacker, ton of dudes still left on the board. Corner still a ton of dudes left on the board. Safety still a ton of dudes left on the board. Tight end is a pretty good shape still. You want to talk about linebacker? I mean, hell, you can you can go for a guy like Jack Sanborn, the other Wisconsin linebacker, mm-hmm. uh, late in in round three. I think he'd be a, a great special teams guy. He played special teams early in his career in Madison, and um, you know he'd be he'd be a real good fit there as a reserve linebacker. And one of the one of the weirdest guys, you guys watch a lot of Big Ten football, so you guys might be aware of him, JoJo Doman. Yeah. <laughs> The Weird. Nebraska guy, Weird yeah, player. Uh-huh. He's a linebacker, but like he's too small. But he's super athletic, and they basically play him as a nickel. Like PFF accidentally had him list as listed as a cornerback <laughs> because they went by like where they actually lined up in positions. So yep. like the entire time, if you use a PFF like mock draft machine, he was in there the entire season as a corner. But he's like two hundred and twenty pounds. Like, I want to see, like, what they could do with a guy like that on special teams. Like, you have me at least semi-interested. Mm-hmm. So, the reason they use guys like that, I found out, because I was uh, learning some stuff from Cincinnati's defense. Uh, I guess they use it to defend RPOs. Like, they keep mm. these guys at really weird depths and alignments for, like, mm. these gla- these RPO glances so that you can attack downhill yeah, so on them. you can't just hit the slot. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's super interesting. So I've started to see, yeah, Cincinnati does it with, I think they, I don't know if they did it with Beavers, but they did it with one of their guys. Um, so yeah, it's that weird role. Beavers I don't know how that, board. yeah, still I don't know how team. that translates to the NFL since because of their uh, offensive line rules going downfield, but yeah. it's Brandon interesting. Smith still on the board from Penn state. Very athletic. That's guy. right. We got oh, Woolen, the corner from UTSA, who a lot of people thought would probably go round three, play the special teams. Six four corners, man. Like that's that's awfully tall for a, a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Who, Let, him receiver, man. Let him beat someone up. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come catch some passes. They can give uh, Jair a breath when Jair's playing in the slot this year. Oh man, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's so, there's still some talent on the board. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what they make up out of it. Um, a couple guys that uh, you know, they've taken visits with uh, who might end up going in the later rounds. You already talked touched uh, the Kansas kind of do it all pass rusher uh, slash linebacker. Josh Thompson, uh, the corner from Texas, was a captain on that team. Played a ton of special teams. Got banged up a lot, but it's oh, hold athletic. on. If he's a captain, he's going to end up as a New York Jet. Oh yeah, that's yeah, what we yeah. were told. Right? Yeah, All they yeah. draft as captains. I don't think Jermaine Johnson was a captain. <laughs> he was there for like five months, wasn't he? That's that's such a weird like a weird thing to focus on, right? Like it, what? Sashi did it. Sashi did it with uh, the Browns. It was that weird thing, and then they like ah. took that weird wide receiver out of Colorado State who didn't do anything in the third round, and they're like, "Well, we're only looking at oh, that's right because our data said captains hit higher than most people." It's like ah. I don't know if that's what they meant by analytics, Sashi. I don't, I don't know if that's what they meant. Uh, Eric Johnson from Missouri State, the interior defensive lineman, hasn't been taken. He's probably going to go uh, day three, probably like fifth round from what I heard. He's like super athletic. It doesn't really show up on film, but like I guess your whole thing is just like we're trying to mold him and he's going to take a redshirt year, I guess. And then Samari Toure, the wide receiver out of Nebraska who did some punt gunner stuff, um, very athletic, produced a ton at uh, Montana before he ended up transferring there because Wendell Robinson, who got drafted today in the second round, transferred out to Kentucky. And then uh, Rick Spielman's son, uh, J.D. Spielman, transferred out to go to uh, TCU before he ended up medically retiring. So some interesting guys still out there. Charlie Kolar. No, don't you dare take Charlie Kolar. Charlie (laughs) Kolar, academic Heisman from uh, Iowa State, still available at tight end. There's some guys. Austin Allen, a uh, favorite of, of Paul mm-hmm. Noonan's uh, six foot eight tight end from Nebraska. Absurd. Uh, g- giant, giant man. Who's he'd apparently a... not ranked anywhere. Paul, is, yeah, Paul like actually found this guy. Like he'd be a, I, I talked to him a little bit at the combine. Like he, he would be a fun, like seventh round pick. Sure. Yeah. You know, Why throw, not? throw, throw a seventh rounder at a six foot eight, 265 pound tight end. Do it. Go for it. We're all just like, sounds like, at- we have like five guys we actually like, and then it's just uh, like interest level. Like, just Throw darts. let me have let me have fun for like thirty minutes writing this article, basically. Yep. Like, have some sort of interest here. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like it already got weird. The NFL draft for Vegas. We talked about this in our spaces too. <laughs> but like day three NFL draft is going to be super weird. So this is when like they bring the kids out. They already they had like David Blaine like ten picks in was like hanging upside down like twirling on a rope. I thought that was Chris Angel. They're the same person. You can't convince <laughs> me anything otherwise. That's one dude. Like so, somebody <laughs> was trying to work his way out of a straitjacket, suspended in midair. Who cares who it was? It doesn't matter. It's Vegas. Was it was it Job from Arrested Development? Because I would definitely <laughs> feel that. It's between that and then uh, the Chargers fans that are are. Uh, paid protesters because the car- the <laughs> they're not real actors yeah, yeah they're they, crisis they i've never well, seen was... that many cardinals fans in a room ever You're who was the guy me. who was the guy who talked for like five minutes before announcing the, the blue mountain state coach it was before a vikings pick right yeah like, yeah it was muted for me because we were on Same. the uh i want to know what he was saying we were talking he just kept ra- rambling someone he said slammed that was, the podium someone <laughs> said it reminded them of like borat national anthem scenario 
And I was like, it's what it looks like to me, but. Yeah. All right. Any, any parting thoughts? What, what are we giving today? Vibe check on this draft class entirely. Not, not just today. First three rounds. Five. I bumped it. Oh, I no. bumped it to a, I bumped it to a seven. Oh, no. it's down for me. I'm it's down. down for me. I'm down. The to Watson five. trade was bad. Yep, it's bad. The, the, Watson, the Watson trade, when you make me ask out loud multiple times on multiple streams because I harassed Aaron Negler and, and got on his, when I asked multiple times, why don't we just pay MBS? That's a bad sign. That's, that's not a good thing. Again, you gave up the value of a third-round pick in that trade. Yeah, that's bad. That, that alone, that's bad process. I don't care how Watson turns yep. out. It's bad process. I hope he plays well. I hope he ends up being a freaking star and another awesome second-round pick wide receiver for this team. But that's still bad process, period. It's bad process. At the end of the I day, think mine's more so I've talked myself into the defensive players the more I've thought about it. You got 20% of the Georgia National Championship defense. Uh, feels pretty good. So that part's nice. And so also, again, did, I like Sean Ryan. The Devontae Adam trade, you basically traded Devontae and oh, a second. Talking about this part. I you traded Devontae this. and a second for Quay Walker and Christian Watson at the end of the day. Uh, okay, <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, all right, I'm back down. I'm, I'm back yep. into it. This is what I'm telling you. The Christian Watson uh, trade yep. was bad. <sighs> yep. I, I would have been cool with Watson. We were saying this uh, before the draft. Yes. Um, on, on day two, we were okay with Watson if he was there at their next pick. But Watson, trading up was not something that we were cool with, Watson, especially at that price. Watson at 53 or 59 was fine. Mm-hmm. Watson for 53 and 59 is ridiculous. Yes, very much not fine. Yep. No one can convince me otherwise. Nope. No one. Yep. You guys have Bad. anything else to say before we uh, leave, leave the great people for day three? That's my parting. Just... That's my parting message. <laughs> Uh, my parting message is, I guess, just watch Christian Watson highlights and just try and talk yourself into it because he's a Packer now. You're going to have to root for him. Hopefully he does stuff. And you know, also the pick, the trade is absolutely 1 million percent worth it. If he returns a kickoff or a touchdown. I will say they're the one redeeming quality of this trade. They traded up right before the Chicago Bears. Yes. And if the yeah. Bears wanted Christian Watson yeah. and we deprived them of happiness, that's that's if, worth another letter on the grid. If the Bears ended up drafting Vellis Jones because they couldn't get oh Christian Watson. Oh my god. <laughs> that actually might be the case. So now I feel I'm back to a seven, guys. I'm back to Vellis, a seven if that's the case. Vellis Jones, the pa- the uh the Bears drafted him, I believe 71st. He, he might be as, he might be as old as me. He's as old as uh Equinamius St. Brown. <laughs> That's factually correct. Isn't he older than AJ Brown? Yes. Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) Zach Tom, Cade Mays, Tyson Anderson, Jake Ferguson, Jake Ferguson, Manifest. Thomas Booker. Manifest. Yes. Thomas Booker. Booker's just a good dude, too. Make it happen. Manifest. Make it happen. Hey, for the record, I don't want to be a downer. None of the manifesting has worked at all. (laughs) Oh, man. It, It has not worked at all. It's been bad. not even a little in, bit. In fact, it's blown up in my face. The one guy I didn't want, like there were two guys on my don't draft list. We drafted two, which is Devontae <laughs> Wyatt. We drafted four, which was Christian Watson. I uh, they at least started with the Quay Walker. The Quay Walker was the lubricant 
before they started reaming me for this draft. Yeah, it quays a thumbs up. I don't think I've had another thumbs up since then. So I need Zach Tom. I need Cade Mays. You need to tweet at Aaron Rodgers. All this manifesting is bullshit. Yeah. All right. Good night. Good night, folks.